I'm always seeing things on the news and thinking that can't be right, can it? Listen to the KYW News Radio in depth podcast and make it make sense. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. So, Brian, Sabrina, happy Monday. Do either of you have pets? I do. I have two little bundles of joy and terror, two black cats. They're brothers, Bowie and Isaac. They just turned nine last week. You know, they're kind of my stepchildren because they came they came with the husband, but they've I've learned to love them and they've learned to tolerate me. <laughs> We've got dogs. We've had dogs in the family, I should say. Daisy, Toby, Leo. Not all together ever. All separate. Couldn't handle more than one at a time. <laughs> and see, I grew up with two dogs. I had two dogs, a Cocker Spaniel named Comet and a Lhasa Apso named Bandit. My dad named Bandit after the dog on Johnny Quest. He just saw the little patch over his eye, and that was that was his guy. Comet, I always said, was my that was my buddy. And he was the guy, he was the dog who would greet you wherever. I miss those I miss those two dogs all the time. I haven't I haven't owned dogs since, but I always would. I'm one of those people who can't even watch the uh, the SPCA commercials with the Sarah McLaughlin song because it it gets me every single time. I can't stand the thought of of anybody hurting an animal and animal lovers of Philadelphia, South Jersey, Delaware and everywhere have pretty much had one thing on their mind last couple of weeks and that's our boy Buddy the cat who's been recovering after this terrible attack but Buddy has bounced back and we're going to have his story today. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. I'm Brian Seltzer. John McDevitt always handles these awesome stories dealing with our furry four-legged friends and he'll join us later to talk about the cat that has suddenly become like a, a a figure here in Philadelphia after recovering from just this heinous attack by dogs. Thankfully, there is a happy ending to it. But first, we want to shout out some local wins from the Grammys. Now, one week ago, we were dealing with the Academy Awards, and things got a little slap-happy out there. But now, <laughs> Questlove, who just last week won an Oscar, now he's back once again at the Grammys. He has a second award for the Summer of Soul documentary, this time for Best Music Film. I think this time he was able to make his whole speech without being overshadowed by any drama, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan also won. She won Best R&B Performance. Mentioned her last week, a Philly native, Kappa grad. She also tied for Best R&B Performance with Silk Sonic. I didn't know that you could tie for a Grammy, but, you know, still worthy, still has that award. Congratulations. Yeah, Jay, we talked about this on Friday, Sabrina and I did, about some guys with local ties who are up for Grammys in either jazz or instrumental categories. Christian McBride, for people who follow the jazz scene, if you don't, you should know this name. Just an awesome, awesome guy. He won a Grammy, I think it was his eighth Grammy last night, for the category of Best Large Jazz Ensemble Album. It was called For Jimmy, Wes, and Oliver, named after some really famous jazz artists. Jimmy Smith, Wes Montgomery, Oliver Nelson. Jimmy Smith actually grew up in Norristown, has a lot of deep ties to the Philly music scene. And I actually spoke with Christian McBride for another project I was working on a few months ago. And we were just talking about like the language of jazz and what it takes to make jazz music. I thought this was something really cool that Christian McBride talked about a few months ago and wanted to play it here today. Forget about being a great jazz musician. Just to be a good jazz musician, you got to have a lot of things together. You have to be able to hear things. You have to be able to read. You have to be able to analyze. You have to be able to improvise. I realize that that's a tall order, not just for musicians. That's a tall order for people in life to improvise. You have to be quick on your feet. You have to be able to make decisions, split second timing, things that you expect don't happen. So now you got to make a move. 
jazz musicians, we work hard at learning how to do that, you know, and that's something that's not mainstream thinking. Okay, so most likely no jazz musician will ever fill up Giant Stadium or Citizens Bank Park, not playing jazz at least, but that's okay. We don't, we don't mind that. We just want, we want to be able to make the music that we can make and have people who enjoy it continue to enjoy it. That's a lesson in life that you could teach to so many people about being able to think on your feet, being able to improvise. And jazz has always been the most, I'll use the word malleable form of music because it can, it's crossed so many genres and and it crossed so many paths over more than a hundred years. No, shout out to him. Christian's an amazing jazz bassist and he's done great things in jazz, but he's also played with people like uh, Paul McCartney, The Roots Jay, um, R&B artists, rock and roll, like he's just run the gamut with what he's done. So congrats to Christian McBride. Another Philly guy, Joey DeFrancesco, played on the album. So check it out. Another interesting moment at the Grammys was Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky actually gave a speech. He had, he made a cameo appearance to the Grammys last night, which kind of shows the scope of this entire invasion, which we are now into the sixth week of this thing. Yeah, just really trying to get the message out there again that Ukraine needs help. Now, President Biden announced that the U.S. is going to accept 100,000 refugees from Ukraine. Some of them are already coming to Pennsylvania. Over the weekend, state lawmakers introduced a bill that would put $2 million in state funds towards helping those refugees resettle. It's got support from Governor Wolf. Money would go towards securing short and long-term housing, ESL education, job training, and work certification courses. We've seen over 4 million people flee Ukraine in total. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of people out there who need help and glad to see our state helping out as much as we can. We've had numerous conversations on this podcast about how the Ukrainian population is just so big, especially here in Philadelphia area, South Jersey. So things like that are always going to be helpful to kind of help people get reacclimated in the midst of a very terrible situation. Now, Jay, I know that you are the driver among us and a driver in the city of Philadelphia. Do you park on the street? Occasionally, I park on the street. And thankfully, where I am also has a lot where we don't have to be on the street all the time and at work here, at least parking in structures. So I don't have to fear too much of this. But I know this week, if if you are parking on the street, you kind of need to be paying attention out there. Yeah, look out for signs because street cleaning is starting in 14 neighborhoods here in Philadelphia. This is expanding on the mechanical street cleaning pilot program that they've had going, which is great because it's going to clean up our streets, which we need. But be careful because you will have to move your car. Now, our morning reporter, Tim Jimenez, was out and about talking to some of the folks in these 14 neighborhoods about how they feel about this. South Philly resident Chung Doan says this is badly needed here. Yeah, I definitely think they need to uh, clean the streets, especially around the park. Uh, there's a lot of dogs and um, a lot of kids play around. South Philly resident Dave Farah is looking forward to cleaner streets. That's beautiful. Um, as long as the people cooperate, everything should go well and move their vehicles. And definitely remember to do that. And of course, we'll put a link to Tim's story in the show notes and you can see a full list of the neighborhoods that are covered by the street sweeping initiative. And worth noting, you're, you're just going to get a warning right now if you don't move your car. So if you had need some time to adjust, didn't see the no parking signs, they're still adding signs to some neighborhoods, too. Just a warning. There's a 30-day grace period, and then you will start to get fines. So 
So be prepared. So definitely make sure you get the car off the street because the last thing you need is to be losing money as the streets are just simply trying to get clean. Now, coming up, we'll talk with KYW News Radio's John McDevitt about our boy, Buddy the Cat, and see how his story is shining a light on a lot of animals that are looking for homes in the shelters. We'll have that for you coming up after this. I'm Jay. I'm Sabrina. And over the last couple of weeks, the internet and just about everyone here in Philadelphia has gone wild over Buddy the Cat. Now, it starts off as a really just sad and tragic story. This cat was sitting on a porch minding his own business when he was attacked by two dogs. But support for little Buddy started pouring in as he was recovering. And John McDevitt, who often has the pleasure of being able to cover so many of these wonderful stories about animals, has been following this from the beginning, talking with the team at the PSPCA, who've been helping Buddy get back to health. So, John, how's Buddy doing? Oh, he's great. Um, I got to meet him twice uh, and was there when he was transferred uh, from the Pennsylvania SPCA uh, to uh, his foster parents. It's uh, uh, Dr. Katie Venanzi and her husband, Dave. Um, the, the interesting part of this is that Dr. Venanzi was the emergency vet that cared for Buddy when he was brought in there, in, in, into uh, her, her animal hospital uh, where she works uh, on March 22nd. And, uh, you know, she fell in love with him. Um, she credits the nurses uh, the days that day and days after uh, of nursing uh, uh, and taking care of Buddy. Uh, Buddy, of course, uh, was mauled, um, received uh, many puncture wounds in his abdomen area, internal injuries, heavily medicated. There was a central line uh, that was put into him. And he's a fighter. He, he's, he's making it. And he's expected now to make a full recovery. At first, he was in extremely critical condition. They really didn't, it was like a 50-50 type of thing, um, but he pulled through and, and, and he's in foster care right now. Um, I just heard that the central line is out and uh, I, I saw some video and and you could hear him purring and see him wagging his tail. Um, his fur is even growing back <laughs> uh, where he was shaved, uh, you know, for treatment and things like that. So uh, he is doing great right now. So let's pull it back a little bit. What exactly happened to Buddy to kind of give people an idea of what we're talking about, how this poor guy ended up in such a bad condition? Um, yeah, so um, this was all caught on tape, right? And it went worldwide. You hear uh, and see uh, two juveniles. They, they, they turn out to be 17 and 12 years old. Um, let the leashes go on their dogs that they were handling. The dogs uh, then attacked the cat. And you could hear one of the boys say, good boy, good boy, and, you know, encouraging almost uh, uh, this uh, attack. You know, then you see someone come out of the house and, you know, then they pull the dogs off and, and poor Buddy is, is uh, you know, just suffered internal injuries. Um, a lot of people are asked, well, what was Buddy's deal? Like, why was he outside? Was he a stray cat? Was, did he, was he owned by someone? And um, he was a community cat, is what the Pennsylvania SPCA are telling us. He was uh, cared for, uh, fed, and, and, you know, given water on, on this porch from this family. 
but he didn't want to be indoors. He was an outdoor cat. In fact, the family uh, tried to make Buddy one of their cats and bring him indoors, but you know, he just would not have it. So he was an outdoor cat. And that's that's kind of like uh, what a lot of people were, was fuzzy for a lot of people. Well, you know, whose cat is this? <laughs> so, He's everybody's uh, cat. <laughs> everybody's cat. So he was turned over to the uh, uh, Pennsylvania SPCA by this family in Frankfurt. And, um, and it wasn't just a financial thing. It was also, if Buddy were to recover, would it suit him to be back in that exact environment? So, you know, they were all the questions and, and everyone is really putting, taking this on a day-to-day -day type of basis. So the foster family, they want to adopt him and, and uh, you know, I mean, what a, what a great home to be in, uh, you know, as a veterinarian lives there, um, but also they're going to take it day by day to see uh, if he, if there's enough enrichment to make him an indoor cat or what happens if he doesn't want to be indoors again. And everybody wants to adopt that cat. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And, and, and John, you mentioned that he's currently being fostered by one of the veterinarians who is caring for him, Dr. Katie Ven Venanzi. And you talked to her about taking Buddy home, and here's what she had to say. He's a really, really special cat. Do you know how many people wanted to like help this cat? I can't even believe that they picked me. I'm very, very excited. I feel really honored. Do you have them? Yeah, we have another cat. <laughs> we have another cat. So we're obviously going to keep them separated for a while. Take it day by day. If he's feeling better and he's feeling curious and adventurous, we're going to do very safe and slow interactions. You know, I think I kind of tried to avoid talking about this story at first, when especially when we didn't know where Buddy would end up because this just is hard for me to talk about. I have two black cats who at first glance could look a bit like Buddy and just seeing these videos and, and pictures of him, it's, it's tough. And I'm sure a lot of people are wondering now what happens to these dogs and their, and their owners? What's the punishment, I guess, here? Yeah, so the investigation part is kind of uh, – blurry, if you will. Um, these are two juveniles, right? A 17-year-old and a 12-year-old. Um, Pennsylvania SPCA law enforcement. Uh, I spoke with Nicole Wilson. She's the director of humane law enforcement and shelter operations at the Pennsylvania SPCA. She said that uh, a judge is deciding, you know, what to do. And because they're juveniles, it's it, it, the details aren't plentiful. She wants to see these boys um, to be educated. Um, to also not be able to handle dogs in the future. And then you, then the, there's the dog component. The owner of the dogs, of those two dogs, uh, she doesn't want to surrender them to the Pennsylvania SPCA. They're at the Pennsylvania SPCA right now for uh, they're being evaluated. Wilson says that she, she is hopeful that they will be able to uh, be rehabilitated uh, and, and possibly be rehomed because the video shows that these dogs did not attack that cat on their own. They were encouraged by the handlers. So therefore, there is hope that, that these dogs could, uh, could be rehomed if it were to get there. Um, but again, we uh, were waiting for the judge to decide what these uh, juveniles, I mean, if a, an adult did this, they're facing felony charges, they're oh, facing yeah. uh, abuse. Uh, animal abuse and, and other charges. So uh, right now it, it's in the hands of a judge uh, on, on proceeding with those two uh, boys. But um, yeah, and, and the dogs too. So hopefully it will be a happy ending for the for the dogs as well uh, as well as Buddy because Buddy 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 is bouncing back. 
Now, and I know as someone who's owned dogs and I love dogs and generally speaking, dogs don't tend to act that way unless they're basically trained and coerced into doing so. And as you mentioned in that right. video, one of those boys was saying, good boy. No, that's that's not. That's not cool at all. And that sort of thing always kind of bugs me when I hear about the abuse of animals. That's animal abuse toward the dogs, too, when you coerce them into being that way. John, this story has just taken off. Why do you think it is that so many people are captivated by this this little black cat who was minding his own business on the porch suddenly getting attacked by two dogs. I mean, social media is, is like exploding with this. Uh, the posts, I mean, just the views on the videos uh, 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 that we posted are, are insane. You know, why do people care about this cat so much? And there's so many other cats and dogs and guinea pigs and rabbits <laughs> that are need, you know, that need help. Um, and, and, and why do we care about this cat? And I think it's also kind of like, well, you know, underdog, but undercat in this case, um, kind of thing. This poor cat was minding his own business, as you said, and all of a sudden, you know, this happens and it was looking like he wasn't going to make it. And then miraculously, he's pulling through and people care. And, and that's another thing. Donations for his medical care have been pouring in from all over the world. Um, and as we said, so many people want to ad adopt this cat. But uh, uh, again, buddies in foster care and there are a lot of other animals that need foster care so this is sparking uh uh or almost like drawing awareness to the need for the and the importance of fostering an animal before they are adopted there are many animals that uh are uh, in need of medical care before they're put into adoption or a home setting is is a relaxing environment uh because there's no secret that shelters are very a very stressful place and also for kittens kittens who aren't old enough to be adopted yet now kitten season is upon us and it just started so a lot of the, the shelters are going to be full of kittens um very very soon and uh that's another thing uh fostering for young cats uh till they are old enough to be adopted so fostering adoption big 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 uh a spotlight right now and I mean, Buddy's kind of like an ambassador to that effort, too, right now. Now, you mentioned you you mentioned Nicole Wilson, the director of Humane Law Enforcement and Shelter Operations for the PSPCA. She talked about that, about the need to not just adopt Buddy, but other animals as well. There have been so many people interested in adopting Buddy. Your local shelter has numerous cats that may not have the exact same story as Buddy, but have a very similar story to Buddy's and need a home just as much. I get a kick out of how I can hear the dogs barking in the background <laughs> as she's she's talking about this. But there is a definite need for kid for people to to adopt animals. So what else can we do to help? What can the what does the PSPCA need the most right now? Yeah, well, they're they're very very uh they they are grateful for all the donations that have come in. The money that isn't used um, for Buddy's medical care will also go to help other animals in need of medical care. Um, the shelter is almost full, and many shelters are, are near capacity or, or full. They would like people to adopt and not shop, to, to you know, check your shelters before, before you go. Or fostering, what an amazing thing. Like, I think in the foster world, they call it a, a foster fail, 
and then what that means is they're hoping <laughs> that the people that take, you know, temporarily take animals into their home to care for them while they're waiting for their forever homes, they end up adopting them. <laughs> and, and that's what they really want because you're used to this animal and so forth. But so they want you to check the shelters. Fostering, very important. Um, open, you know, people are opening up their wallets, but, you know, open your hearts up, too, is kind of the thing here. I mean, I don't know how you could foster, take in a little adorable, fuzzy animal into your home and then just let them leave. If I fostered, I would definitely be wanting to to adopt that little cat or dog or whatever it may be. I would have a house full of dogs by the by the end of this whole thing. Cause <laughs> just like even hearing the dogs in the shelter is like, John, I respect that you're able to walk into that shelter and not walk out with like two pups, even if you just <laughs> got to sneak them out of there. Because I, I, everyone knows I love me some dogs, man. John... Thank you so much for doing this. Of course, we'll put John's story and and all the videos of Buddy up on our Twitter feed, of course, at the John Cast as well. You can follow John too on Twitter at JM1060. John McDevitt, thank you so much for giving us this update on this really amazingly strong cat named Buddy. Yeah, thank you guys. And that will do it for our Monday. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember to adopt and not shop, and we'll catch you. On Tuesday, have a great one.